introduce the show, Dave. Yeah, you're listening to The Audit with Josh and Dave on The Lever. You can do better. You're listening to Josh and Dave. You can do better. You are listening to Josh and Dave on The Audit, on The Lever Network or whatever it is. Collection (laughs) of lefty garbage. You see those fools at the back of the class They don't care about grades or if they fail or pass They ain't here to learn, they're just here for laughs To take your homework just to tear it in half If you want blood, you got it You trap a keeper, I'll on it Give me a crap, I'll blot it This ain't attention, baby, this is the something that I'm very proud of just a minute ago. Uh, Prayer You, who we follow religiously, um, they also have these dumb questions. They tweeted out, a better name for the Department of Education would be dot, dot, dot. And I replied, Department of Free Education. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So so this uh, is it. Uh, last week, we went out with our deep dive into the uh, the finances and the history of this uh, wonderful organization that we've gotten to know so well, the um, good folks at PragerU. And uh, we want to go out with something lighter because I thought last week was kind of a bummer overall. You know, they yeah. have $100 trillion and uh, uh, they're this unstoppable fucking machine that's just like killing people right and left and destroying the fucking world and making the air Okay, well, that's American history that you just described. Right. And um, I thought we'd go out with another fun one. So we've got uh, uh, the very great, uh, the very great Wyatt Sinek uh, joined us uh, to uh, uh, do what people do when they come on our show. I can't believe we still get people to come on the show and do this thing. Um, they're confused, I guess, but it's a, it's a funny one. It's a lot of laughs and, uh, you'll, you'll enjoy it, but I don't know, man. What do you think? Like what, what's your, uh, at the, at the end of this thing, um, are you changed, Dave? Have you transmogrified? Have you? No. Do you have any, any, any final thoughts on Prager U before we uh, wrap this one up and move on to our next, uh, I mean, it's what, it's everything I thought it was. Like, I knew what it was going in. So, um, final thoughts? No, people just need to be aware of what it is. And like I said, make videos on TikTok or YouTube or whatever, um, disputing what they say and taking them down. But, you know, it's a giant machine that's just uh, has way more money than us. And unless we take away all the rich people's money, this is what they'll keep doing. Not, not an untrue thing you have said, my friend. The question is, though, is there anything? Because we know they're listening. I mean, this is the fun thing. We know for a fact they are listening to the show now. And 
We know we gave them a scare a couple weeks ago when we found their top secret uh, evil fortress of solitude and knocked on the door and said we were here for their tax returns. Um, What is it that we can do? I mean, what can we do? I'm not talking about like what the public can do or what, you know, the media can do or like, I, I've been giving it some thought and I think that when your enemy shows you uh, a weakness, when they show you their throat, you should sink your teeth into it as deeply as you can. And um, I think the weakness at PragerU, we haven't discussed this, by the way. Dave's, Dave's looking at me like, what the are you talking about? I think the weakness at PragerU is this Jill Simonian person. She's definitely not bright when it comes to media. There's, there's a lot of kind of like lizard intelligence with some of the people at PragerU, and certainly Dennis Prager knows how to communicate terrible ideas, but mm-hmm. she's just dumb. Um, I can't yeah, imagine they were happy. Clearly they weren't. She stopped when she made a video that she tweeted out of her listening to our show and her response to our comments were to, uh, you have to see it for yourself because there's no words. It's just her making faces. Um, and the shows she does are really bad. She's in charge of their kids' shows. And she does seem to be, if there is a direct link between PragerU and, say, Proud Boys and sort of more overt, ugly hate groups, it's clearly through Jill because she's involved with this Glendale School District stuff. And and um, I, I think she's the weak link over there, Dave. I think uh, I can't imagine these kids' shows are – we know they're not successful. We know almost nobody's watching them, but I can't imagine that they are um, hitting the numbers that they had hoped for or desired when they brought her in. And I think uh, the fact that she shut up quickly um, after a couple of back and forths with us on Twitter indicates that she has now been sort of roped into line with the overall, you know, overall prayer philosophy of like ignore any criticism. And I would just want to say to Prager, you know, you don't have to wait the allotted period of time to make it look like there's no connection to get rid of this creature. You could just fire her now. It would be fine. Like everyone knows she's awful. And to her, I would say that um, there's probably nothing you can do to prevent that from happening. Um, they are, they're on to you. They can't possibly be happy about you. Uh, but on the off, off, off chance that they're not getting rid of you, that they're actually thinking about giving you another chance. Don't, don't, uh, don't overthink it, Jill. Don't get nervous on the job. Don't, um, you know, let it make you clumsy or stupid. Don't fuck it up. Revisit Mount Rushmore. Maybe it shouldn't be a lump of clay with four toes. <laughs> I've, said, I've never wished can't. we were a visual thing more than, than her well, Mount Rushmore. If you have not seen her Mount Rushmore, we've tweeted it out many times. It's a lump of uh, orange clay with a quarter, a nickel, a dime, and a penny in it. Yeah, she's... um, I used to, when I was a kid, there was a guy, was like, I don't remember what his art thing was, but he would come to our school with a bunch of, like, garbage, like, leftover crap, like, cans and, and balls and twine, and he would go glue a bunch of stuff together and make art. And it was one of the best days every year of school. Every kid looked forward to it. Cause you just take a bunch of stuff and make whatever you wanted. And, uh, and every single thing that I made out of just absolute and total trash 
was 10,000 times better than whatever Jill makes over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's astonishing. Um, she can't be long for employment at PragerU. She can because, because you don't get to fail as a right winger. You, you can be, uh, uh, super offensive and, and say something, you know, about pedophiles and actually accidentally you're, you're washed out, but, but you know, you have, there's just a long record of right wingers being completely useless and failing. And so Jill could very well end up living her life, spinning her wheels basically in a closet while nobody notices and getting paid and thinking she's accomplishing something when actually she's just essentially talking to curtains (laughs) like a crazy person. Uh, And here's my question, because I'm constantly fascinated by human psychology. In that scenario, does she know she's absolutely incompetent and useless and she's just like happily, she thinks she's doing something. She thinks she's doing something. She thinks she's accomplishing something when anybody who has ever had a child is like, this person has no idea what's happening. Like she seems like someone who spent a lot of time around cats, not humans (laughs) and doing art for cats and movies for cats. Uh, It's pretty spectacular how bad it is. And I personally hope she just stays where she is getting paid, making nothing for nobody and thinking she's doing something because I couldn't imagine a greater hell. I mean, it's like, it's like a comedian who just does stand up, but never in a club, just always on, <laughs> always online and thinks people are watching and no, nobody's watching. At bowling alleys. Yeah. Bowling alleys. Jesus. Um, I guess. Do you think her family knows she's an idiot? I don't know. I mean, you know, they train, they take the, they take the kids when they're dumb, they take the kids and then the kids are raised in that environment. So the kids, you know, unless they're lucky and break out of it in college or something, they're just, they're just doomed to, you know, be like, like Dennis Prager's kid who, who gets to make a living being consultant for Prager U and just, you know, taking in a few hundred thousand dollars to just be a fail son. Like nice job, buddy. Jesus. These are, these are grim lives. Some of these people live. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, look, they think they're doing something. They're, they're churning out pure idiocy and, you know, they're talking to the converted. Like I, I highly doubt, aside, aside from getting it in schools, which they're definitely trying to do because they somehow think that, their grooming of children isn't the same as what they accuse others of doing. Um, yeah, it's, it's just garbage other than, other than the schools, it's garbage. And, you know, if teachers bring that in, then we should be able to make hell, hell on earth for those teachers. If we find out. I just, yeah, I can't imagine that any kids anywhere are looking at the kids stuff at PragerU and going, Ooh, I got to watch this all the way through. And let me say this to you, Jill, if you're listening, you've given me a great idea and that is to go into right wing school districts when you're having your board meetings and do what you fucking do cause fucking hell bring my lefty queer buddies over we stand around in our fucking dresses and we demand we demand you put our agenda in those fucking schools and get rid of your bullshit patriotic garbage how about we go to Riverside, San Bernardino, or one of your shit piles and do that? 
Because if you don't think I'm fucking doing that, if fucking thinking of doing that, if you don't think I can get a bunch of fucking lefties to do that and throw it back in your dick hole of a shit fuck town, <laughs> fuck you, I can. Any fucking day of the week. You don't think we would fucking enjoy that, you dumb asshole? Holy shit, we just don't have the fucking time. But God forbid we do, Jill, because I will come up to your fucking podunk fuckhole and start this shit in your fucking town and watch you cry like a fucking asshole, you dipshits. It goes both ways, motherfuckers. You wanted to see disruption? Let's go. You're so fucking stupid, you don't realize it can happen both fucking ways. You want to come to Glendale and fuck with my schools? How about I go to shit fuck town and fuck with your schools, idiot? Anyway, I had that to say. This podcast is definitely, brought to you by The Lever, definitely. the award-winning reader-supported investigative news outlet. If you'd like to support the show, there are a few ways you can do it. Like what, Dave? They can become a paid supporter to The Lever. But honestly, I am. this is something I am going to put in motion, is going to your, start going to- Oh, I think it's a great idea. I, just, I thought that was the- you would, you would nail Why it. the fuck shouldn't um, we? It's, Why in the fuck uh, shouldn't we? Let, can I finish my ad and then we can talk about it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you have a page for it, the lever. Gives you access to all sorts of bonus content, the lever premium podcast feed, extended interviews. You get us a day early. If you'd like to make a one-time contribution that goes to, uh, well, hell, Dave's little plan, uh, you can leave us a tip at levernews.com slash audit. You'll see a button for the tip jar that'll take you to our Venmo page or go directly. We are at the audit at Venmo under businesses. If you, um, you can follow us if you're on Twitter, we're at the audit podcast. You can email us at the audit podcast.gmail. Are, uh, are we on, uh, are you on, are we on blue sky? I don't think we're on blue sky. Uh, no, just you and I are individually. Hey, if I mean Dave on blue sky, Dave's got 400 followers and I have 200 uh, I have more than that. Come on, okay, for like eight hundred or something. Eight hundred. Wow. Um, uh, it's and, no and joke. And no Jill Simonian. But yeah, that's an interesting idea. I mean, why why don't why doesn't that happen more often? Yeah, I mean, look, they're like they the thing they don't understand is the thing that they think that they're teaching that we're teaching to our kids that's so offensive. It's actually all made up, right? CRT, Marxism, blah blah blah. It's right. all it's just the most made up nonsense. The stuff that we find offensive, they are actually fucking teaching in their schools. They actually are teaching it. So this isn't hard to do. And this is where Jill would put up a, a video of her, you know, rolling her eyes and, oh, like what? Teaching patriotism? Yeah, actually teaching people lies about teaching, the past teaching, uh, would be offensive. <laughs> yeah. What year was that? Fourth grade? Do you, have, do you have that in fourth grade? I skipped fourth grade, so I don't know. That may be why I'm... It's fucked up. So yeah, I, I never took I never took patriotism. Well, you know what I mean. The whole the whole the whole yeah the whole teaching method is just a hilarious yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Like you, like I had to tell my I had to tell my child that the FBI did indeed tell Martin Luther King to kill himself. Yeah. Why isn't that taught in your schools, Jill? Yeah. 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 That facts, kind of stuff. Facts suck. Facts suck. Um. That's an interesting idea. It's worth it's worth exploring. And and to be clear, in school districts, none of us have kids. Absolutely. I don't need yeah. to have a kid to go scream at your school district. Yeah, to go we didn't into know your that school district. <laughs> to go into your school district meetings and stand in front of the podium and take them over and scream and then go outside and threaten parents. 
I actually don't need to be in your school district. I can just do that because that's part of the wonderful America that the people at PragerU and other right-wing organizations have created. And there's no reason why we don't go on the offensive. And um, if you're listening to this and uh, you want um, you want some support, you want uh, people to know about it, about um, your school district and your uh, hope and desire to go do what we're talking about, just come at us on Twitter and we'll, 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 we'll blast it out so people will see it. Um, uh, happy to do that. I think it's a great idea. I mean, why the fuck not, right? Yeah. It's, uh, of course. Yep. Um, wonderful. Well, listen, it has been a blast doing PragerU. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sad that it's over, but I have a feeling we'll be revisiting them in some form or other. In fact, we have a video coming out in a week or two that's, that's pretty great. Um, you will all see that. And, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else for the troops before we're, uh, we're going to take another one of our, uh, extended breaks and drink ourselves into a coma for the rest of the summer. Probably. Um, anything else you want to say to the, the listeners, Dave? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the content you're paying for when you support us here at the audit. It's, I apologize um, for everything. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to go out with a happy one. I don't know if it's happy, but it's funny. Uh, the great Wyatt Snack um, being uh, uh, held down and forced to watch some PragerU videos. Um, have a great, great summer, you all. Uh, we love you. Appreciate you. We hear you. And uh, we we would like to continue grooming you in the future. So, Yeah, we want to groom the shit out of you. We'll be back. Hey there, it's David Sirota, host of Lever Time, the flagship podcast from the award-winning investigative news outlet, The Lever. In politics, there's a complex web of money, influence, and greed that corrupts our democracy. Lever Time is an unflinching examination of the latest news events and issues that often go unrecognized and unreported by corporate media. We interview a variety of guests and experts across media and politics, and we hold the powerful accountable. Some recent interviews include Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, comedian David Cross, progressive leader Nina Turner, and artificial intelligence expert Dr. Max Tegmark. So if you're looking for a true independent voice in political media, check out Levertime. Go to levertimepod.com or search Levertime on your podcast player to subscribe. If you finally had enough of hippie college left-wing fluff, get yourself a real degree from Prager University. Have you watched much PragerU in your time on Earth? Um, is this where I reveal that I got a master's degree from... <laughs> this this would be a good place. This would be the good. Place. I also went there for culinary school. Um, <laughs> and they did a they did a driver's ed and yeah, driver's was, ed was you know it was a good yeah. it was a good deal. I could get all three for the price of one uh, one degree. So. Here's my yeah, what would you nice. learn to make at Prager U Culinary School? I'm dying. That would be like aside from what, like hot dogs and French fries? Oh, not French fries. 
I, this is uh, this is what I'm. I, I I wish right. I could share those secrets with you, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not allowed. I can only cook for other Prager alum. Uh, no, but are, have you watched any of these before? Have you stumbled across them? I can't imagine you're on Facebook, nor can I imagine a lot of your friends posting these on. This is mostly what they're for. I've never I've never seen these. Um, yeah, I've not. I. I'm not really on Facebook. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I know of Prager university, I, but I've never seen their, uh, ads. Is this, this is an ad of some kind? No, no, no. These are, so they have hundreds of these, they do some longer form talk shows. Candace Owens has a show. The woman who's introducing the thing we're about to see has a show, but they do hundreds of these five minutes, I don't know, what do you call it? Like presentations on, on various subjects in which they explain things yeah. to you. Um, you know, over a, a topic. Yeah. Uh, for one of their kids. They so do it's like a master of, class, yeah. but for a very specific type of person. Theoretically. Uh, a master yeah, class yeah, that they can knock out in five minutes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Let, let's just go. So the first one, this is uh, hosted by, she's very popular. We've talked recently about what happens if Dennis Prager dies. I think Amala Ekpenobi is gonna is gonna be at least one of their main people, don't you, Dave? She's a yeah twenty something daughter. She claims of radical leftists who uh, also claims to have a Black Lives Matter tattoo somewhere that she will never show us. But she watched a couple of Dennis Prager uh, videos and she um, left the left, oh, and now she's yeah. uh, one of their main kids outreach people. So, so this uh, is dangerous. This could also radicalize me. Yeah, that is. Could, yeah, you can walk away. Well, the good <laughs> news is, one neither of the videos we're showing you have Dennis Prager in because he's he's the master at this. I wouldn't do that to you, why? Because I know you're a, a strong and good man, but I would I would hate to see you broken in five. Yeah, I'm also Prager. very impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, this she's anyway she asks a good question in this one and then proceeds to answer it. All right. Why do you hate conservatives? Well. Let's not say hate. Let's say dislike, because you don't really hate anyone. You may dislike them because... No, I do. Yeah, as I say, I hate... Uh, no, I hate... I absolutely hate conservatives, <laughs> and I hate a lot of people. Like, that's really... That's a terrible assumption to make about, especially me. Yeah, so why do you hate conservatives? So she's asking that of Prager University students, or just in general? No, of... of I, I think, think, I think these, these, yeah, their dream version of reality is these are being watched by liberals who are going, Oh, ah, all right. So, but really yeah. all they're doing is just reinforcing their audiences, uh, stereotypes. I guess, I guess why you seem like someone who goes through life kind of moderating it somehow. I, I, I can't imagine you exploding in rage at somebody. Uh, uh, uh <laughs> you know, I, I've, uh, I've had to deal with contractors for the, last few years I, yeah I'm sure my, my tolerance level for for people has, <laughs> has diminished greatly and, well, let's and, let's find out why why you hate conservatives sure because they want to ban abortion conservatives say they're all for freedom but when it comes to a woman's freedom to choose what she wants to do with her own body they sing a different tune you may dislike them because they oppress people of color and deny the fact that America is systemically racist. Conservatives say that everybody is equal regardless of race and that racism has little to no effect on the daily lives of people of color. 
So they just ignore the issue altogether. You may dislike them because they don't believe in climate change. Scientists keep telling us we're overheating the planet, and conservatives don't seem to care. They're more concerned about profits than people. But what good is money if you have no planet to spend it on? You may dislike them because they're obsessed with guns. How are we ever going uh, to stop point, gun violence if... <laughs> everything she seems to be saying is, like, I, I don't know why... Why is she even having this conversation with her, like with us in, in a tone that seems to be like, I'm about to reveal that all of that is not true. Yeah. Uh, Correct. Seems very weird. At, at this point right now, it just seems like she's auditioning for like a late night political comedy show. <laughs> this, is, this is her desk piece. Well, yeah, she's setting us up. I mean, are yeah. you prepared to be knocked for a loop? Because I'm sitting here going, yeah, this is all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I hope you're ready for this. Okay. We don't get guns off the streets. And how are we ever going to get guns off the streets if conservatives block every common sense gun law? You may dislike them because they're so intolerant. What's the harm of calling somebody by their preferred pronouns? Why can't conservatives just show some compassion instead of obsessing over every kind yeah. of behavior they don't like? You may dislike them because if they got their way, they'd get rid of democracy and establish right. an authoritarian theocracy. I mean, so far, so right. good. Everything bye she's bye. saying is... Yeah. yeah, I mean, so far, if this, yeah, if, if this were her, like, platform for the fact that she's running for city council, I'm kind of like... Okay, yeah, she seems she seems to get it. She's got a cool tattoo, uh, you know. And she, she won't seems, show us. Well, she's got the one on her arm there. She's got like a full. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, arm. but she has a Black Lives Matter tattoo somewhere. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Sure. Well, that you know, you don't want to show everybody that. That's it's. Yeah. That could be. It's personal. It's. Well, I've admitted before that my, my Black Lives Matter tattoo is a tramp stamp. So that's yeah, and that's and we thank you for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only very special people find out I care. Yeah, every time you go to the beach. <laughs> oops, oops. State, right. hello fascism. After all that, you might sum up conservatives with one word: ugh. That's, if any of this resonates really with you, I get it. I've. It's an expression. It's, uh, what's the word? You've you've left us with an expression. But sure, it's just it's a sound effect. Yeah. Been there, but and this surprised me. I found they actually have reasons for thinking the way they do. What? Yeah, I know. I know. I know they do. People have reasons for thinking things. I yeah. mean. Yep. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty core to the way humans operate. I think you've just well, given all the reasons. You, <laughs> you you already you already gave them. This is I yeah, feel like I, I don't wanna I don't wanna critique the editor here, but I feel like <laughs> this is where you start the video and then you get into all the stuff. But uh, you know, I'm not an editor. It's, Let's hear what let's hear what she says. On abortion. To start, we can agree that no one likes abortion. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, no, whoa, no. whoa. Hang on. Hold on. Hold on. I uh, uh, I like abortion. Yeah, that, I'm okay that's, with it. 
that yeah i don't i don't know that there's anyone who's i don't i don't think there's ever been a poll that was like a hundred percent of people say abortion icky um <laughs> yeah that's not uh and i also don't know i'd be very curious how are you defining abortion because yeah i feel like you're giving a very uh a very specific idea for something that is a very broader term than how you're using it. But that's just me, a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I think when they talk about abortion, they're talking about that thing that happens at like eight months and three weeks where they just cut the woman open with a machete, take the baby out and smash its head with a mallet. And I think that's... yeah. Right. I call that a birth. Well, that's, I feel like that's the, that's like the weird thing about it is like abortion is like many things and they're just really isolating on like, oh, it's, it's one thing. It's not like, it's, it's one very specific medical procedure when it's not even that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. pills, it's this, it's that. I mean, I'm definitely, if if the fetus is able to enunciate, please, God, no, I want to live, I am 100% opposed to it. And even then. But also, okay. when are we when are we declaring a fetus a fetus? I mean, if we really yeah, want to get, if we really want to get specific, I mean, some could say that we as walking, talking fetuses that we are, that our true birth doesn't begin until death. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Huh? This really... So, yeah, I'm... I'm For our listeners, a yeah. third eye just opened up in Wyatt's forehead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Shining a light on us. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's right. And this do, ignore ignore the, the fog of smoke that is in this room right now. <laughs> But there is a clear divide on the issue. Progressives focus their attention on the mother. Conservatives, while they have compassion for the mother, focus their attention on the baby. Because fuck moms. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so what is the mother in this circumstance now? I I like the idea that it's a competition. And (laughs) becomes some weird, like competition like it's it's america's got talent mother versus <laughs> fetus edition those she blows the argument because if she had stuck with fetus uh because to me i'm immediately like it's weird that using the term baby because as soon as that baby sees the light of day you motherfuckers don't give a shit about it so right. yeah if yeah. you differentiate it if you talk if you said we care about fetuses i go okay i can't argue you know that's a, that's a tighter argument on your part but also uh, the but don't idea make me think that, about like, baby. the but also the idea that like her statement is like we care about the mother but not as much as the baby and so if the mother were to die delivering the baby like we still care more about the baby and the baby <laughs> would be fine without a mother so <laughs> And that's true care right there. That's like, that's why the mother is kind of secondary to this. It's really that baby that, you know, that motherless baby, that motherless baby, that really is the one that's the true star of 
the show, and that's who gets the rose this week. And also, again, to your question of who is this for, who is who do they think is watching this? Who? Oh, wow, really? I did not know that uh, conservatives say they care more about the I, that. That is news to me. Yeah. Now that you've given me this information, I have a whole new appreciation for uh, the, the uh, anti-choice movement. Also, I, I do. I will to give to give uh, this person some credit. The fact that they say progressives care about the mother. I, I appreciate that because it would be very easy for them to just come in and say like, oh, conservatives care about protecting babies. Mm. But the idea that like there is a certain grace that you're the, and, and empathy for progressives that you're saying, well, progressives care. They care about the mother, which I feel like is also sort of undercutting an argument there where you're saying, right, see that living person right there? That like in the graphic, yeah, the person like who, for whatever reason, in this image, their back is turned to us. Uh, <laughs> but we care about that person. Seems to be wearing a suit. Um, Seems to be wearing a suit. Yeah, we care about that business lady, and that's and something about that is wrong. God forbid yeah. you care about the the business lady who's yeah. looking down in a way that makes me wonder if she's about to eat her lunch. <laughs> or her assistant. Equally, because she's a working lady. No, you bring up a good point. Like, Imagine if their graphic was, you know, a, a 16-year-old uh, black girl. Right. Uh, yeah, the fact that it's like a, a, what seems to be a working a working white lady, that's also, I feel like, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into it on the race when when we get to the race section, but this does feel like this kind of weird, like you're not showing me a real person, you're showing me uh, a character from a cell phone video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They see a human being growing in a mother's womb as innocent and vulnerable. Those babies deserve to be protected since they obviously can't protect themselves. And those mothers are those mothers no, no. are guilty. They are guilty and invulnerable. That is that is so true. They're guilty because <laughs> they had sex. <laughs> that is their crime. <laughs> they had sex. Oh, burn them. Burn them. Yeah. They, they are witches, and riding the broomstick <laughs> is just code for a penis. That's what we have to destroy. I feel like why it's auditioning to do PragerU video. <laughs> I, I mean, again, you, I told you, you know, the, the concern is that I get radicalized, and next thing you know, yeah. I like it's me and that it's me and that lady doing videos together. <laughs> <laughs> and, and our own Prager University cooking show. Conservatives don't deny that racist people exist, but when it comes to the narrative of systemic racism, conservatives are unconvinced. Yeah, of course there are disparities. Well, they're unconvinced. They're okay. they're I'm, they're. I'm, you know, you know. Hang on, I don't agree. What I'm I'm not sure yet. I'm waiting to hear. I'm yeah. waiting to hear your. Well, yeah. there's there's no yeah, evidence I, that there's I, systemic I, racism. You haven't made a strong enough case for me. 
about systemic <laughs> racism. Uh, so I'm just going to continue to enjoy the benefits of this system that disenfranchises people uh, until you can make a strong enough argument that I would be willing to give up these advantages that I have. Uh, so yeah, good luck with that. Um, anyway, I'm going to get this bank loan and get my house refinanced uh, at, a, at a rate higher than you'd ever see. Uh, but keep working on it. Also, I, I just I, there's uh, I do feel like if Brianna Joy Gray ever needs to cosplay as somebody uh, or just make her own, I feel like she could make a bunch of fake PragerU videos. And oh, here's your real God. test of systemic racism. If you could get Brianna to make some some fake Prager University videos and then mm -hmm. sort of put them in the world and see if the same people who watch these videos watch Brianna's, which wind up going to like ridiculous places, uh, see if they know the difference. Because I feel like that's your real test of does systemic racism in fact exist <laughs> if the people watching these videos actually couldn't tell the difference between this host and Brianna Joy Gray as <laughs> this host. Oh, my God. Uh, I also just, which is bottom line for me, it's, it's the part where, yeah, they're just not convinced yet, as though that's the general right-wing response to, to any time you point out systemic racism they go well i i don't know i'm, I'm yeah. waiting <laughs> they want to believe they're a bunch of scullies they want to believe they're a bunch Look, of scullies and we're a, <laughs> we're a bunch of molders who are full in on these ufos called racism uh, and they're a bunch of skeptical scullies that you know every now and again they see an alien but they're like mm, i think that was just yeah. like a floater in my eye or something <laughs> in this country. But why assume that these disparities are because of racism? Good schools, good parents, good habits, and good communities would go much further toward alleviating poverty and expanding opportunity. What, what, but, but, what? Sure, good schools. Go okay, well then, <laughs> why not then fund the schools that systematically seem to be the underfunded ones, um, which also seem to have uh, high populations of black and brown people. Um, yeah, like maybe, so it sounds like what you're, you're, you're kind of making the argument for progressives. Yeah. Get Republicans to fund schools, get conservatives to fund schools. They seem reluctant to do that when those schools have black and brown children in them. But it's not, it's not racism. It's not, it's, it's not racism at all. Scully. Uh, you, you, you keep, you keep, you keep doing that skeptic thing, Scully. I forgot. Well, Underline all this is, is, uh, is their belief that schools would be better if teachers were better, if they were just better people, the communities would be yeah. better. If the people who lived in them were just better people, that uh, people in self, children would be better if their parents were just better people. So this sort of connects and makes sense in their sort of bizarre worldview. I also, though, I wonder for 
I wonder if there are conservatives who are watching these videos and they're equally offended and they're like, no, I don't give a shit about good schools for brown people. <laughs> Fuck that. I, I, give a, I give a shit about trying to uh, destroy the public school system in favor of privatized <laughs> education, whether that's private schools or charter schools. I'm just in this to make money. Do I send my kids to charter schools? No. Do I send them Hell to public no. schools? No. I send them Hell to a no. private school, and then I have my stock in the charter school system, and the only way that that keeps growing is if I kill this other thing. I'm about profit, baby. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm offended at you, lady. Then a lifetime of racial justice movements. By the way, these rules apply to everyone, regardless of skin color. On climate change, conservatives have very little faith in computer models that have been inaccurately predicting disaster for nearly half a century. What? Conservative. Oh, this is a good one. I've, 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 this is. I like the little sound effect. I've been telling them this there. is coming. Yeah, right. Yeah, they they have little faith in computer models. And they just they just trust almanacs. Because <laughs> you know what's never been wrong is that almanac. Oh. <laughs> it's always told me, it's always somehow magically figured out what the weather is going to be like in April a year from now. And... You can just trust it. But Dave, so what's, what's the, yeah, because they this is one of their core things. I see it more and more now. They're like, well, they've been telling me it's going to happen in five years. For 40 years, it doesn't happen. So, yeah, so they've taken, like, like a Time magazine headline that said, like, uh, uh, you know, the Ice Age is coming back, as a, which isn't science. That's not, that's just Time magazine. Uh, the, re the reality is it, it is inaccurately predicted because, climate change is so much worse than what the models have been saying. Right. Unfortunately. Conservatives have a lot of faith, however, in human ingenuity to overcome climate. What is air conditioning? <gasps> yeah, I mean, what is air conditioning? <laughs> uh, uh, what is air conditioning? <laughs> hey, hey, what is ice? Fucking magnets. How do they work? Yeah. Human ingenuity at its best. Oh. Yeah. No longer do we have to wear wool suits in the summer and pass out in, in at Rockefeller Center on a hot August day. We have air conditioning. Oh, thank goodness. We have that thing that that weird filter that we now have to change out every <laughs> every month so that it doesn't give us <laughs> respiratory problems uh air conditioning yeah that's it so we'll just keep building we'll just keep building things till we create a biodome because we've destroyed <laughs> we've made the actual surface of the planet unlivable but a human adaptation to the environment See Miami or Phoenix for further reference. Oh. This is not to say we should simply do nothing. Wait, so if you're saying it's an adaptation, does that also then 
is that a is that an acknowledgement that evolution is Ooh, real? Oh, uh, yeah. Why well, just got fired from Prager U? Again, I'm telling you, I think, I think there, I think there are some angry conservatives who are watching this. I think they watch this and they're just like, "This is why we don't let the <laughs> colors do these things." Nuclear power, for example, holds so much promise as a renewable and safe energy source. Conservatives ah. don't understand why environmentalists oppose yeah. it. It makes them skeptical and suspicious that the real agenda behind the environmentalist movement is not saving the planet, but giving more power to the government to control people's lives. Oh, my I know we what, were just what talking just, about... What just happened? I paused it. She, she was saying that apparently conservatives are just like, they're just really big into nuclear power, you know... They don't trust fifty year. They don't trust fifty years of computers, but they will trust nuclear power. <laughs> That's, I also enjoy the way she's talking about conservatives. I know we were just earlier talking about Star Trek, and she's talking about conservatives as though she was someone talking about like the Romulans <laughs> and just kind of like trying to trying to just give us all the information before a first contact where it's like, just so you know, the Romulans <laughs> like this. And when you, when you reach for your glass, only reach for your glass with your left hand. If you reach with your right hand, they'll see it as a declaration of war. Uh, and by the way, uh, they believe that nuclear power is just, it's a better power. They understand that. They don't understand if you start talking about hydroelectricity, they, they get very angry and they'll probably uh, want to pull out their phasers. Okay, I, I, have to, I have to ask you about this. It has nothing to do with any of this, but as it's, driven, it's driven me nuts my entire life how every time the Federation goes off to meet an alien species, they have to go through that process. They're going to meet with them. And you get the sense that none of the alien species ever sit down and go, uh, be careful not to like... Uh, uh, you know, try to anally rape the first officer. They really don't like that. Like they don't give a shit. They don't, they just do whatever they want to do. And the Federation always yeah. has to be the people who are like, well, we have to put up with the fact that like, you know, they just, they just pick their nose throughout the entire meal. It's, it's. Well, it's, it's a very, it's, there's a very patriarchal approach to this. And I mean, I think this was when we were talking space Navy stuff of a while yes. back. It's, <laughs> it's a very patriarchal approach to assume that, Okay, we need to go down on this planet and check in on these savages. Yeah. Uh, they they don't call them That's, savages yeah. anymore. They just call them confused backwards <laughs> people. Uh, but it's, it's very much like we need to go check in on them. So we should develop and devise protocols versus the people who are saying like, ah, we're just happy living our lives on this planet. We don't really need any ding dongs to show up in their with their magic glitter their magic glitter fax machines where they uh, show up and they're like, "Hey, we can give you replicator technology." Like, no, nah, we've been good farming the land. We're okay. We just didn't decide to put up a giant sign that said, "Leave us alone." And now you're here. I should put in the show notes. I should put a link to the, I think it was Brianna Joy Gray's uh, podcast that why it went on and with, and the two of us got into it and we're in uh why it's a huge Star Trek fan. And yeah, out. and his, his argument was that the Federation is basically a space Navy. And uh, I, I will say 
uh, while I pretty much, I've gotten very used to winning every argument because I spend most of my time arguing with Dave Anthony, uh, why, why it kicked, why it kicked my ass. On guns. We all want to live in a safe society. This is why firearms are regulated in every. Oh, no. Don't we? I don't. No, I live in a dangerous, (laughs) terrible society. Yeah. Dave, you're always talking about how you uh, you want to live like that one movie uh, that I'm the not purge. getting the name of, where it's like ev- the Purge. Yeah, you- three sixty five. <laughs> that's why we, that's yeah. why we call you Dave <laughs> Purge Anthony. I've always felt that the best way to raise a child is to have them prepared for every circumstance. Oh, for sure. Once they when, the minute they step outside or even inside on a particular night, but they should always be ready for danger and death. And they should see death constantly. Um, <laughs> random. That's it's, yeah. My, my son is just about, he's threatening to start walking soon and I can't wait to just let him out on yeah. the street and, you know, uh, start living in absolute terror that uh, a million. Just take him to crime out. scenes. <laughs> <laughs> leave him yeah. and leave him there. State. Yeah. But we know bad guys will always find a way to get guns. See Chicago and Baltimore for further reference. <gasps> the, ah, the, those cities are packed, packed yeah. with bad guys. See Chicago. So when you think of Chicago and Baltimore, what do you think of? I think of the Cubs and. <laughs> it's weird they don't bring up like rural Georgia, where the rate of uh, of. Well, no, there aren't a lot of guns in, in like rural, rural Georgia. Georgia, where it's, the rate uh, of people being shot crazy, is actually much saying. higher than in those uh, cities. She's saying because in all the rural areas, uh, there's less people, but more shootings per person. But anyway, right. But I'm also in rural Georgia, like we've, uh, you know, we've the local news in rural Georgia has already been sort of undermined and. Uh, there are no local papers to report those, so it's not becoming national news in the same way. Yeah, because uh, they don't have a local they don't have a local newspaper anymore who could be like, "Hey, we should all be talking about the fact that uh, all our neighbors their shotguns keep going off in each other's faces." Uh, maybe this is maybe there's an epidemic here, uh, but oh, we don't have we don't have a newspaper anymore, so. I guess we'll just prey on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, I will say, I take I take a certain amount of umbrage, which is a word I, I don't I don't use that often, but it was my word of the day. Uh, <laughs> I take some umbrage at just this general bad guys, as though we live in some world where bad guys aren't human beings that are making choices. And some of those choices are terrible choices, but we're not getting into like, Oh, is there stuff we could be doing to try to like help people before they become bad guys? We, we could maybe do things, but it's more just this, what are you going to do? There's just bad guys around. They just, there's just bad guy university that's going and they're recruiting kids off the streets of Baltimore and Chicago. And they've just turned them into bad guys. They're just, there's nothing we can do. We're, 
we're helpless to bad guys. So because we're helpless to bad guys that are just maybe born that way, we're not sure. Uh, but whatever it is. Yeah, the, the problem the problem with your school that's turning out bad people idea is that that is kind of a system and you, then you'd have to acknowledge there are systemic problems. So I think they just fall back. On right. Yeah. But that, I, but it's, it's that weird thing of like, yeah, there's just bad guys. There's nothing we can do about it except these late stage abortions yep. with guns. That's why conservatives want guns to protect themselves from the bad guys. It's not much more complicated than that. This is, it's just, <laughs> It's just a delightfully you, just be racist. Just this is just pure like the, all the the white people are scared. That's all this has ever fucking been for them. Yeah, and the bad guys, the nebulous bad guys. We we don't know what qualifies <laughs> a bad guy. Is a bad guy is a bad guy someone who breaks into your house, or is a bad guy a person with a Black Lives Matter tattoo that they won't show you? <laughs> no, that you can see, I think, is the problem. It's the ones you can see. On tolerance, conservatives see tolerance as a two-way street. Mm -hmm. If someone demands to be addressed by certain pronouns and considers it intolerant if you don't comply, conservatives wonder why that isn't intolerant. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, if I go up to you and I go, hey, call me Dave, and you're like, okay, Frank! Then you know you're a fucking asshole. Like I just you're asked, I'm telling you to call me what I want what you to you? call me. What's what's your fucking problem? Yeah, that like that seems so. Uh, that's very much yeah. In by that by by that analogy, it's like no, I see you as a Frank, and <laughs> I don't that's care it. that I don't care that it's your name, <laughs> that your name is Dave, that that's what you want to call yourself. I, complete stranger, choose to call you Frank. <laughs> and and you're intolerant if that upsets you. I hereby declare that that this Amala, we're going to just start, I'm going to start calling her a douche nozzle. That's it. That's her name. That's what I call her. And uh, she's a problem with that. Yeah, That's uh, her own intolerance. I'm going to call her, I'm uh, going to anyway, call her nozzle. Bizarro <laughs> because she's Brianna. She's Bizarro Brianna. <laughs> <Bizarro>. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm explaining how conservatives good. Why are a conservative also Brianna's going to be so mad at me? Less worthy of respect than anyone else's. <laughs> On authoritarianism, whenever conservatives win what? political power, they're typically trying to cut taxes and regulations, make the government smaller, and bolster constitutional freedoms like that of speech and religion. That doesn't sound very authoritarian, does it? Progressive policy. Yeah, yeah, because you know, you know, what, <laughs> you know, you know, authoritarian government is definitely big government. It's not the smallest government you can find where one person rules them all. Yeah. So if they wanted smaller government, that means they're shrinking. Uh, when they get in there, they shrink the military. They they shrink the police force, um, FBI. All those things get smaller, right? No, those are those are those are safety things. Those are to protect from oh. the bad guys. Yeah, oh. you need those. Those are just those are just different guns. So that's not government. No, no, those are just guns. 
<laughs> no, but let's let's be clear. It has gotten fucking weirder because after the the FBI raided Trump's place, remember this? And all of a sudden, you had like Republicans calling to yes. defund the FBI. No. <laughs> yeah, we were like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Let's, let's go. Yeah, I stand with you, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, it just got so fucking weird. It's it's up is down, down yeah. is up. Uh, wait, what do you what do you call it? Brizaro? Brizaro. Yeah, he Brizaro. almost always raises taxes, expands regulations, increases the size of government, and now curtails free speech. Mm. To- the government has been passing the 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 progressives just keep passing laws to stop. Free speech. They keep making you use pronouns. They did that. Uh, the congressional yeah. pronoun bill passed. That was obviously a problem. Yep. Oh my God, Biden would not shut up. He was like, "If you don't vote for this, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pass a law myself." <laughs> it was scary. It was very, it was very scary. To a conservative, that sounds authoritarian. Regulation, expanding regulations to like make sure that the milk you drink doesn't kill you. Yeah. Hey, That's what if I don't want piss in my milk? Is that uh, is that going to be a problem? Is that <laughs> big government? Well, yeah. now that you've heard a few of their arguments, do you dislike conservatives less than you did before? More. I hate them more. Did not think it was possible. Nothing <laughs> happened here. I don't know what she thinks. She thinks she did something. She didn't do anything. She does. She thinks she explained something that you don't yeah, know. She's got kind of like a little wink of like, huh? I I won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Brizaro do good job or Brizaro do bad job. <laughs> <laughs> Brizaro do bad job. Yeah. Not even a little. I'm Omla Epinobi, host of Unapologetic at PragerU.com no. for Prager University. That's That's not... That's not who you are. That is not your name. That we refuse to call you that. And whatever our pronouns are, I refuse to use them. And she would respect that. She uh, she would totally respect that (laughs) as a conservative. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Wow, that was uh, that was glorious. Um, Why? Before we go, we have another one, but I I know I promised you it'll be an hour. I did not realize this would be so rich. Sure. Do do you want to do another one? one? Do you want? Yeah. I mean, if anything, I'm signing up for the Prager U newsletter <laughs> right after this. So I know I'll be watching the rest on see the, the big screen. Shows. I'm going to rent out a movie theater. Uh, this one is a, a new guy. We haven't seen any of this guy's videos yet. He's got a few, Dave. Uh, his name's Andy Puzder. You know him? He's made some news. He was a former CEO of CKE, which is the parent company of uh, Carl's oh. Jr. and Hardee's. He was an economic advisor to Mitt Romney's presidential campaign. Uh, During his time at CKE, they paid uh, $20 million over class action lawsuits due to overtime violations. Uh, He and his wife contributed over $300,000 to Trump's campaign. Uh, He then became the senior economic advisor to the Trump campaign. He was Trump's nominee to head the Department of Labor. Uh, there was a lot of pushback from Democrats because he mistreated his workers, opposed minimum wage, and supported automation. I, I found a great article where he talked about automation. Uh, he doesn't believe in 100% automation. I'll talk about that in a minute. But he, he felt that increased automation could be a welcome development because machines were, quote, always polite. They always upsell. They never take a vacation. They never show up late. There's never a slip and fall or an age, sex, or race discrimination case with machines. But he does not support full automation. However, this is true. Because it would make it hard to build a company culture. Well, with machines, I think you could get a pretty cool culture. <laughs> and conservatives didn't like him because they 
conservatives found out that uh, it turned out his housekeeper was an undocumented worker and he hadn't paid taxes for her. So the night before his confirmation uh, hearing, he withdrew his nomination. I, I love uh, that. I love that he did. He he did all that terrible shit, and then they're like, "You didn't pay taxes for your maid." <laughs> like all of the bad shit that you made. just listed, yeah. and then they're like, "No, that's the one." Yeah. 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 Uh, so this is this is uh, his entree. It's called ESG Woke to Broke. Why do millions of people invest in retirement accounts? Well, the answer is obvious to have money to live on when you're no longer working. The best way for those accounts to grow is to invest in companies that make a profit. Less profit for those companies means less money for retirement. That might seem like common sense, but it's becoming less common thanks to a new investment strategy called ESG. ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. If you're wondering what that means, you're not alone. Generally, it means that a company's first concern should no longer be how much money it makes, but rather how much social good it does. In other words, get woke or get shamed. If you're an oil company, for example, you're out of luck because by the nature of your business, it's assumed you're destroying the planet. Uh, why, why would that be assumed? Yeah, um, Dave so There's actually a long <laughs> historical record of these companies themselves uh, doing studies on their own uh, output and they are indeed destroying uh, the planet. So by their very own definition, they're destroying the planet. So it's not really assumed as much as it's what's happening. But maybe Just, they think if yeah. they destroy it, there'll be another cooler new planet that grows from the remains. Never mind that you're powering homes and hospitals. That doesn't count. In fact, if you're a company just trying to make a profit, you're the problem. ESG proponent Klaus Schwab, chairman of the World Economic Forum, puts it this way. We can't continue with an economic system driven by selfish values, such as short-term profit. The message is clear. We need ESG. And I'm saying, let's stay selfish. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm arguing. (laughs) It's ESG or be selfish. And I say, be selfish. (laughs) Why would we act like we're part of a large global community? Yeah. We can make money. Yeah. Whoever is the chum in the water, that's them. But I'm a shark, baby. It's <laughs> from ourselves. Really? The pursuit of profits has fueled many of mankind's greatest innovations and greatest companies. Name them. We put lead in, we put lead in gasoline. Yeah. I feel like all the things he's going to name, it's like, McDonald's. Oh, you mean that company that has done more to kind of just yeah. push like fatty, awful foods to people? Yeah, that one. And uh, Marlboro. Oh, sure. Yeah, great, great company. Yeah, they push profits and they did some amazing things for humanity. Yeah, uh, fucking Smith and Wesson. Like, it's... no one ever got hurt. A friend of mine many years back took a thousand dollars and and uh, did a project. He called. I mean, he just wanted to see it work out. He invested in evil, 
And he just invested solely in companies that were absolutely ruthless and immoral and did terrible things and created terrible products. Uh, and uh, he made a fortune. It led Elon Musk to build electric cars. Andy Grove. Sure, yeah. Okay, let's let's talk about Elon Musk. He's total great guy. Oh my gosh. What what great, a fucking hero. And you know, as long as we don't talk about all those people who are fucking getting sick in his cobalt mines, uh then yeah. And and granted, sorry, I know they're not his cobalt mines. They're just general cobalt mines that are polluting water and getting people sick, and he doesn't want to have any sort of regulation over them. Or have any responsibility, but yeah, let's let's. let's but he's a fucking hero. Okay, Andy Grove, who's this guy? I don't know, but I, I got to say before I, I I last night I was in a lift. I know this is happening. I don't understand. Maybe what you guys can explain because I've never bothered to look into it. But I took a lift last night, and for the first time ever, I was in uh, 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 oh my God, a Tesla. Uh, you know, Elon's car, a Tesla. And my understanding of people who drive for lifts, I mean, I know several of them. Is these are not people who, as a rule, can afford Teslas, but. They're not Tesla Lyft drivers. I don't get it. And I got in the car and I sat down and I saw it. And first I tried to open the window and realized it was the button that was supposed to lock the door and couldn't get either to work. And as the car took up, took off, I realized there was something the side of the size of an iPad right next to the driver. And I was like, oh my fucking God, I'm in a Tesla. And honestly, it was a terrifying 15 minute ride because those things are not safe. <laughs> They're not safe. And you, you can't get out of them when they catch on fire. Apparently, there's all kinds of horrible shit. And it's like he's been he's been juking the stats forever. They've been yeah. paying off people who lose loved ones or lose arms and, in accidents. Um, and as a CEO, I mean, there's like discrimination lawsuits against the dude. But yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. The corporate culture is terrible. My favorite thing is, is that with a self-drive function, uh, if you get into an accident, um, the self-drive function turns off one second before the collision yeah. so that they are not actually liable oh. or actually responsible. <laughs> that's smart thinking. That's why people call him. That's why people yeah. call him real life Tony Stark, because we all know that Tony Stark, the, the first thing he thinks of as an Avenger is how much collateral damage can I create? Andy Grove to design computer chips and Reed Hastings to develop the world's most popular streaming service. That's Netflix he's talking about. And uh, that's that's why uh, are you in the race? Why? Yeah, you I, I am. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We're all about to go to strong strike because uh, you can't right, be yeah. as a writer no. anymore. Thanks to, uh, there is something about like and yeah, Netflix was created. You know, that thing that's totally undermined television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing that's it's it's why we're all doing podcasts now instead of working on TV. The thing that's undermined TV and movies, yeah, uh, and destroyed Blockbuster. Remember that? Fucking- well, yeah, now you don't make me love them. Brings to commercial airplanes to yes, solar panels and wind turbines came about because of the desire for profit. Profit is why you have a job, clothes, a house, food, and every other necessity. Yeah, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tons of our inventions come out of government research and development. Like you just do the COVID vaccines, but there's just tons of shit that comes out of like research and development that our government is doing. And then all of a sudden some company has it and makes money. Yeah. That's what it is. Velcro. That's, I feel like the one that that's always my go-to is Velcro. That was NASA created Velcro. 
Yeah. Tons of stuff has come from space exploration and military stuff. Uh, that's where all radar and all that shit comes from. Like, you know, remote sensing space sticks. That's where space sticks but came let's from. Not, let's not let's, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Dave, but I feel like you're not really appreciating Velcro. <laughs> not to mention luxuries. It's the reason why you can live in Phoenix and stay cool or live in Buffalo and stay warm. The genius. Wait, it's also the reason why you have to have air conditioning in Phoenix or you'll fucking but there, die. But let's there's not no actual, I, I can live in Buffalo in a system in which there's no profit for energy companies and still be warm. Does he know how a lot of the world works? A lot of the world works by not profiting off of uh, utility companies. They're government owned. Yeah, but where's the fun in that? <laughs> of capitalism is that it requires Jesus businesses to do good things for society to make okay, a profit. Fuck, fuck no, you! What is he talking PG&E's about? Murdering what is people? He talking? Where did PGD's killed so many fucking Californians? Holy shit! They're burning us. They've given us cancer. Yeah, the, oh the idea that it's, yeah. So the genius of capitalism is that it requires businesses to do good things for society to make a profit. So then that would explain why tobacco companies uh, <laughs> spent so much money uh, to to sort of create uh, pseudoscience to say that there was nothing wrong with cigarettes. Um, sure, okay. Yeah, the amount of money it explains explains the Sacklers, right? Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, the Sacklers, genius capitalists that did great <laughs> things. Great. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend a couple of weeks ago who was sort of getting in my face, like, "Why are you a socialist, man? Why would you want to be a socialist?" And ten minutes later, was complaining about the fact. Oh, I got. I, I apologize, Wyatt. I'm way behind on my MCU movies. You're not like. Uh, like Kang's sidekick or anything. No, no, no. And I, you feel, you feel like someone that I, I I could see you like popping up in a, you know, yeah, no, they, I'm, I'm on nobody's radar in that way. (laughs) 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 My friends, my friends complaining about how like Marvel comics barely exist anymore. They didn't put any effort into them. And now it's all these fucking movies. And I'm like, dude, five minutes ago, you're asking me why I'm socialist. (laughs) It's uh, I think you're answering your own question. Think about it. If you want to start a business, whether it's a dog hotel or a shoe factory, those are your only two options. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like how those are both kind of nice things too. You You can only do one, one or the Uh, other, and don't don't come to me and say you want to make a shoe company that just makes shoes for dogs. That's not allowed. It's a shoe company, (laughs) or it's a dog hotel. What if? Yeah, I want to start a cigarette factory. How about that? It helps that others at a price they can afford. If you want also, to hire hold employees, on. Wait a you'll have to hold offer on. attractive the wages. The genius of capitalism is it allows people to do good things. Uh, what are the good things? I'm, I'm very curious to hear what this guy would say the good things are of a dog hotel. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, sometimes when like a dog... There's a dog that's stepping out on its dog wife and 
wants to have an affair. <laughs> yeah. Wants to get away from the bitch. You know what's oh, amazing is, is when you're when you're homeless and you're walking down the street and you look in a room and there's a dog <laughs> sitting on a bed watching HBO. <laughs> dogs, dogs only. Dogs only. Dog hotel. Dog hotel. Safe working conditions. Otherwise, nobody will work for you. If you want, yes, that's true. If you have a large factory that's making a big product, uh, uh, if you don't have safe conditions, no one's going to want to. Uh, well, no one wants they... to, but they have. But they come on, Okay, well, let's they... move. Let's move on. I can't imagine anyone there. They don't want to. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, nobody wants to work in any uh, shoe factory, whether it's safe or not. No one's like, oh, fuck! I get to work in a shoe factory. It's safe. Nobody wants to work in a shoe factory. Unless it were safe, unless there were like benefits, I feel like if there were great benefits and you could buy a home with a working at a shoe factory, I'm sure there'd be somebody who's like, I love stitching this leather. But if your shoe factory is run like Amazon, where it's like, oh my God, I'm peeing in the shoes we don't sell uh, because I can't, (laughs) I'm not allowed to go to the bathroom. So I've just got a boot here. I got a, I got a, I got two left, two left cowboy boots that uh, I'm just peeing in. I pee in one and I poop in the other. Wow. I, I thought I was trying to remember a thing, but uh, I was wrong, but I, I just went into Google and I typed in shoe factory fire. Don't go to Google and type in shoe factory fire. Cause uh, apparently these things just go up. And smoke <laughs> <on a regular. laughs> right. uh, this is horrifying. Do not. If you work in a shoe factory, quit, go to Amazon right now. You're safer. I no, that's worse. <laughs> No, you got to see why you don't know. It's like if you open a shoe factory, it will burn with everyone inside. It's just like it seems like it's a one to one corollary. This is horrifying. Well, the only reason that the Amazon factories aren't burning with everyone inside is because they have all those pee bottles. That's right. Exactly. Although they also put out a fire. It's a problem. They sell shoes. Customers, not only will you have to make a good product, but you'll need to cultivate a good reputation. That means treating those customers well and offering competitive prices. I mean... By the way, have you guys noticed lately, like when you call customer service for anything, it's so fucking good just down the line. I have never <laughs> had that. Because all these companies are just spending more and more money on making sure that I, I, can't, I can't... Also, I feel it. like this guy has never been to like the Supreme store in New York. <laughs> uh, I don't know that those... I don't know that the folks working there are treating the customers good. <laughs> But for some reason, there's still a line out the door and around the block to overpay for a for a pair of skate pants. In a free enterprise system, you can't make money without providing a social good. Uh, Capitalism. What? what are you fucking what talking the about? Fuck, easy. <laughs> hey guys, don't go so hard on the puds. Please. I don't even know he's, what to say. He's he he ran Carl's Jr. and <laughs> Hardee's, the same place, the exact same fast food joint. That for some reason he made the brilliant decision to have all of the ones on the East Coast be called Hardee's, and all the ones on the West Coast be called Carl's Jr. No consolidation. That's a that's a brilliant man right there. So and let's be honest, no how many times buds. how many times have you found yourself you need to you gotta scratch that fast food itch and you're walking around like the McDonald's Jack in the Box Burger King, you're like, yeah, 
but Hardee's or Carl, who goes, oh, thank God, a Hardee's. <laughs> I mean, but also think about the business decision where you've said, oh, you know what? I'm going to pay Paris Hilton a shit ton of money to do a Carl's Jr. ad where she's eating a cheeseburger on a car. Also, though, we sell this burger at Hardee's. So I guess I'm going to have to make two versions of this commercial. <laughs> Did they do that? I don't know if they ever made the Hardee's version, but I know like there was a Carl's Jr. commercial where they paid Paris Hilton a lot of money. And in my head, I feel like, well, if you're a good capitalist, you have a national yeah. chain that you, for some reasons, half the country knows it as one thing and the other half knows it as the other. <laughs> do all? Do you just have to make two versions of all yeah, your commercials? Do. That seems wasteful. Uh- I guess, I guess, anyway, why, buds, I guess you're, why I you're just keep saying I don't understand capitalism because you're clearly not getting it. By its very nature, <laughs> conscientious. That's the word I usually think of when I think of uh, caps. Also, kind, loving, sure. um, cuddly. <laughs> it turns out then that profit isn't selfish. It motivates oh. us to contribute our talents to help others. ESG okay, so can we just say... The, most of the CEOs are fucking psychopaths. Like it is, it is a, it is a, a system that allows psychopaths to rise to the top very quickly because they, if you don't care about human life, you don't have to burden yourself with that, and you make tons of money. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I got you know most the, you know they they brought up uh, well I had brought up Blockbuster before and I just I you know their policy and I've seen a lot of kind of romanticization of them lately and their corporate policy was they would target yeah. neighborhoods in which mom and pop stores were doing particularly well and they would open up across the street or down the block from them and just demolish them with with massive massive yeah. massively larger collections of films so like you go into one of those mom and pops and you want a Top Gun. And it would be out because it was a popular movie, but they kept going with other stuff. And you go to fucking Blockbuster, they yeah. have 50 copies of it. They can afford to do that. That was their corporate policy. There's a market here. Let's crush yeah. the locals. Yeah. Are you saying that's not good? Because all um, I heard was that I can get Top Gun on a Wednesday. Yeah, that's kind okay. of Yeah. Is this exactly. system. And in doing so, oh, okay. I was going to say, and in doing so, uh, that sweet couple that owned the old video store uh, who live a few blocks away. Um, I'm, I'm making sure that they don't live a few blocks away anymore because yeah. they, uh, they can't afford their house because uh, yeah. their business is gone. Um, yeah. But hey, you know what? I hear they're hiring at the shoe factory. By denigrating profit, <laughs> it lessens the incentive and the means to do good. Without profits, companies won't have the capital to provide jobs, pay investors, or fund innovation. But that's the world ESG wants you to live in, a world where profit takes second place to a preoccupation with income inequality, race and gender sensitivity, and climate alarmism. Well, that sounds terrible. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be amazing? I know. I, that world? Like, this I, I, I like this stuff. Like, yeah, you're right. But <laughs> <laughs> like, live in a world where profit was second to those things. By the way, there are co-op, there are co-op companies. Yeah. Like in Spain, has one was like 5,000 people. They... They, they, you know, the workers make all the profit and, uh, and they all take 
care of each other and take care of themselves. And it's a community thing. That's, that's, you know, it all works within the system if you want it to. It'd be better if they were automated, though. It'd be better if they were automated. But even if you wanted to address those concerns, how would ES even even if you wanted even to? Even if you're some <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Not not that you should. Yeah. G help you do it. That's a fair question because there's no consensus on ESG standards. Here's a good example. Three self-proclaimed ESG watchdogs have given Tesla three completely different ratings: best, worst, and middling. In capitalism, there's a simple metric to determine success. How much money you're making. <laughs> so uh, a hedge fund has been going around buying up hospices. And one of the reasons they're doing that is because they know that they can bilk, uh, bilk the government for Medicare money because no one is actually checking up on dying people. And so they're massively profiting off of hospice, which obviously means they're probably rationing uh, uh, pain medication and things like that. And uh, anyway, they're profiting. So, Under ESG, there's and no such thing. It's a judgment call. To make ESG investment strategies even more problematic, according to Meyer Statman, professor of finance at Santa Clara University, in the long run, ESG investors are likely to earn lower after-fee returns than non-ESG investors. That is correct. That is correct. I told you earlier about my friend who invested in evil. Uh, he made a lot more money doing that than he would doing if he invested in companies that were not I, strictly evil. Yes, that uh, is true. And by the way, he's just put his finger on the problem with when capitalism. When I go into my broker, who I visit once a day, I always say, which companies are doing the most harm and how can I invest in them? Right. Because I know that's going to make yep. me money. And that's all that fucking matters is right. sweet, sweet money. That's what he's saying. Oh, also, if there's anyone I'm going to listen to, it's the stat man. <laughs> Meyer stat man. Meyer stat man. <laughs> Over a period of, say, 30 years, those fees alone could cost you hundreds. If stat man Crothers, Meyer, Meyer stat man. You tried. <laughs> I mean, you tried. That's all that matters. Uh, stat man Thousands of dollars. So if ESG endangers profits, offers no clear metric for success, and is a mediocre investment, why is it even a thing? Well, for two main reasons. Because it also stands for extremely sexy <laughs> girls. Come on, ladies. Come on out here. Bunch of go-go dancers to sell you on the idea of corporate responsibility. First. ESG allows people like Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, the world's largest investment company, to feel good about themselves. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card for guilty billionaires. What? They preen in the New York Times. He's he's a monster. By the way, he's not that wrong guy's about a that. Monster. Yeah, and like he. Like, <laughs> oh, also, this monster can act like he's cool. He's a demon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and bad on him for feeling guilty about being greedy. <laughs> But I mean, this is this is the chink in the armor that he's he's attacking is that a lot of these companies use God help me, quote unquote, like woke, you know, advertising and and, and imagery to, you know, peddle the same bullshit they've always been peddling. Yeah. He's he's not, and he's taking advantage of that fact here to kind of you know, come close to making almost an argument. But this is not the guy to make it. With. And the rest of us are stuck with the bill. 
And second, it's about control. Mm. ESG enables an enlightened elite to tell everyone else how to run their companies. Submit to ESG or you won't get that loan or that investment, whether or not it's good for your bottom line and your shareholders. That's how companies and whole... This is just pub- he's talking good for your bottom line and your shareholders. Not he's talking about just else. public pressure. That's all. He's, it's always been. This has always been a thing. People have always been like, "Hey, don't do that." And then they, if the company yeah. has to change, they will. I mean, this is this has always been a thing. And it's not as though capitalism doesn't allow also for a small group of entitled elites to determine what they what they think how people should behave and operate it's not as though twitter is being run by an entitled rich person uh, capitalist <laughs> who's saying oh yes i i i hear the i hear the will of the people and i and yeah. i trust that it's like what a fucking crock of what a crock of shit pugs <laughs> I no, when he, when he says entitled elites, he means like black people. Right, yeah. That's that's yeah. Elon Musk, on the other hand, yeah, sure. Yeah. He can the people. he can tell the us what to do. Economies go from woke to broke, oh. including your 401k. Whoa. So Holy if somebody shit. tries to sell you on environmental, what? social, and governance investing, hold on tight to your wallet and to your values. Sexy girls. ESG is coming for both. I'm Andy Puzder, Senior Fellow at the School of Public Policy at Pepperdine University for Prager University. I mean, this is why, so one of the woke things that drives me crazy is that um, now on chocolate, it says slavery free. This is what he's talking, this is what he's <laughs> talking about. Like people were like, hey, can we please not use child slavery for uh, chocolate production? And eventually Hershey's is like, oh, okay. But obviously that hurts profits. So you guys understand, right? So yeah, that's so right. Bad. And they, they weren't doing, doing anything, anything wrong. wrong. They were making chocolate. They were wrong. They were making they, do you they like chocolate? Profit. Okay. Yeah, who doesn't like chocolate? And they were and you can make money. Money in chocolate. So there's slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the thing that but the thing with Hershey's, and this is the same thing with Tesla and the cobalt mines, is they aren't doing any sort of oversight on where yeah. they're sourcing their cobalt or Ever. their chocolate from. And, and so that is, yeah, the purely capitalist approach is I don't care where you get it, just get it and get it as cheaply as possible so I can turn it around and sell it to somebody at a premium. And then somebody finds out, oh, by the way, the place we got it from uh, they're slaves and the <laughs> capitalist is like, why are you telling me this? What, like, I'm just, why, why did you come into my office to just tell me this? Do you want me to feel away? Please leave. And you entitled production. elitist. Yeah. <laughs> you entitled fucking elitist. Uh, here's my question. I always find myself in this is a flaw in my part. It's like, does this guy believe anything? How do you make this argument and not notice as you're making it that you're just contradicting because yourself the, all the way through? Does yeah, I mean, this guy's just, this is just an evil guy. Like, he doesn't, I mean, he's basically explaining why you shouldn't have a conscience. He's just, that's what this whole thing was. He's, yeah. he, like, he genuinely believes this. He's, he's, this is who he is. He's like, yeah, you shouldn't care about anything but money. 
Uh, did we not? Also, also, why is Pepperdine? I, I don't, I don't know anything about Pepperdine. I feel like I remember seeing them maybe many, many years ago in like the NCAA tournament and thinking that's a fun <laughs> name. But <clears throat> they, why on earth? Why on earth are they letting this person teach people? his idea of capitalism (laughs) like that like as bad as prager university is i feel like somebody needs to talk to whoever is uh the regents at pepperdine and say hey you have you watched this video that he made for a for a rival school that's also weird too that also just seems like just from a like from a he's being a pure capitalist where he's like I know I work for this one school but I'm also going to work for this other school on the side but I like look I went to the University of North Carolina if all of a sudden there was a professor who was doing dub, double dipping at duke I feel like people would get pretty upset like pep yeah, it, and who does he root for uh, in the playoffs when it's uh, Pepperdine? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, Pepperdine is one of the he sp- he spends the first half on the Pepperdine side, and then the second half uh, well, he switches good. switches yeah. uh, his I'm jersey. Pretty sure Pepperdine is one of the most conservative. It's private religious school, and they that was where Cat of the Star that went my after he left. I don't uh, Special prosecutor. Oh, uh, yeah. So they're yeah, fine with these clowns. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then my apologies <laughs> to Pepperdine. You keep doing. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Keep doing the terrible work you're doing. <laughs> uh, and really, we can say the same to Prager. You, I think, guys, keep doing the terrible yeah. work. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, Wyatt, man, thank you for, for joining us for this. Did we, uh, was this, uh, I don't know, like you come out of it, uh, changed in any way? <laughs> I, I mean, if the next one of these you do, you happen to see someone who might look like me <laughs> talking about, you know, the, the problems that progressives don't want you to know, uh, don't be surprised. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... And some of that is just because, as the PUDs already uh, stated, uh, the rise of Netflix has destroyed everything yeah. else. So I yeah, just got to go left. where the jobs are. Yeah. Yeah. If there's no MCU, then I've got to get into the Prager Cinematic <laughs> <Yeah>. Universe. <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, man, you need to be, you need to be like, like one of the, aren't they bringing back the X-Men or like, I swear to God, I'm a, got one of those movies one day and there's going to be Wyatt like firing CG power beams out of his hands at, uh, you know, if it's, uh, yeah, look, if it, if it, if it helps me get a roof, uh, replace my roof, then (laughs) sure. Hand me that, hand me that power glove and I will. I will blast whatever needs to be blasted. Beautiful. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for doing it. reason. Good morning, class. Good Good morning, morning, Professor Gender Neutral Pronoun. Today, we're learning all about socialism, deviant sex, and devil worship. Yay! And how cool it is. Hail Satan, but I want to learn about Jesus. Oh, Timmy, science fiction is next week.
If you finally had enough of hippie college left-wing fluff, get yourself a real degree from Prager University. Good news, class. Bill Gates is here to give everyone free vaccines. Science is a commie plot. Our professors can't be bought. All textbooks are Soros free at Prager University. My pronouns are he and him. Loser. No more guilt, no more blame. No more hetero white male shame. No apes on your family tree at Prager University. We want to thank our incredible support team, uh, Brian Ciano, our free floating agent of chaos, AKA research guy. And also Colin McCoy, who does all of our music. You can also find him. He out there in music world. He is known as diesel boots. <laughs>